This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I am your host, DJ Spider. Yes, yes, yes. What is happening, Beat Sorcerers? How are you? What's going on in your life? You feeling good? Feeling bad? I'm here for you either way. Okay. Thank you for tuning in. We got a great one for you. But before we get into it, I got to let you know this podcast is brought to you, as always, by the great Beat Source. That's right, baby. Beat Source. We got Beat Source streaming. You can DJ from the cloud utilizing our custom made edits we got intros we got outros we got transitions we got playlists made by expert djs all genres it's incredible head on to beatsource.com sign up you'll get a free trial and you'll have the greatest time of your life utilizing it so get on there baby do it and now let's get into it what's going on you guys feeling good i know i'm feeling good i've been doing some cool gigs lately I got some more stuff coming up. I have been connecting with you guys. Uh, I get a lot of DMs on my Instagram at DJ Spider, DJ S-P-I-D-E-R. Love speaking with you on there. So uh, feel free to shoot me a message. Let me know what you think and um, some suggestions, some some things you picked out from recent episodes. Uh, it's been great. Got a lot of great feedback on the last few episodes. And today will be no, you know, be no different. Um, so let's get into it. Today on the show, we got a friend of the show. We got a, a return customer. No, we got a, a second timer, okay? It was so great to catch up with this person um, from their previous episode, which we recorded two years ago. So it was like coming out of the pandemic, we did a virtual episode. So being able to be here in person with him was, was great. Um, I had so much fun connecting with him. Please go check out the previous episode once you find out who this is and you'll get so much more info on this person's background. This was a lot more of catching up, some future talks, some talks about what's going on in the the DJ world right now. Um, This person is from the East Coast. Originally, they now reside in LA. They are the tour DJ for Justin Bieber. I mean, they've gone all over the world. They've been the tour DJ with Justin Bieber since Justin Bieber's first show ever okay so that's loyalty right there on both sides of the spectrum um and the his stories are unmatched i mean they're incredible the amount of stuff that he's done he's also the a and r for a lot of justin's uh recent songs and recent album so many classic songs and it really shows how a dj being an a and r and trusting the dj with the a and r work really pays off He also does work in the fashion world with Purple, massive brand, and his own sustainable brand, Polite. Uh, You'll learn more about that on this episode. He's a brand ambassador for Don Julio 1942. He's a resident in Las Vegas at Zook, one of the top clubs, and so much more. At the end of the day, though, he's a great person, a dope DJ, and someone who is passionate about music and helping people. So it was an honor to have him on this show, and it was so much fun to talk to him and laugh and talk about all these crazy stories. I think you guys are going to love it. So please welcome to the show, DJ Tay James. All right, we are here in person, Beverly Hills at the Beat Source office with the illustrious Tay James. Give it up. DJ Tay James, okay? <laughs> We're not removing the DJ. We can't remove the DJ. No, we can't remove the DJ. I've seen you. I saw you had like a, 
a quote about that. And mm-hmm. it was, it was actually kind of powerful and, and was really cool to read where I don't know the exact, I, I wrote it in here, but you were saying everyone's trying to get me to drop the DJ from my name, yeah. but I want to show people that that's what got me here was getting people to dance. And it was stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's important. A lot of people, as we've gotten more corporate or things have gotten more business heavy, or we, you know, transcend into different parts of the business, they're like, okay, I'm no more DJ. It's not cool, but it's like, yeah, some of the most successful people in the music business were DJs. Exactly. You know, and exactly. I think it's important to show that, and I think that's what your quote was getting at, right? Exactly. That's essentially all I was just trying to do was, um, like, DJing got me here. Essentially, DJing for me is the vehicle that gets me to the, you know, one point or point A or point A to point B or whatnot. So, yeah, I just figured. I think I was talking about my A&R credit for the Justice album. Okay. And I was getting a little bit of pushback. Hey, you should drop the DJ. It should just be Tay James. And it's just like, nah, I really want people to know that a DJ did this. And then yeah. for, that's that's for like the next generation or, that's from a, or a kid that's, hey, I want to be a DJ. And like, if you hear that or you see that, then it's like, okay, cool. This guy did it. I can essentially do the same thing. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was trying to put that's, across. I think that's important, you know, because some people want to, want to put that behind them or like, I'm not a DJ anymore. You know, yeah. it's like, come on, you're, you're always going to have it inside of you. I feel like we're both will be DJs for, for forever. Yeah. It's not like, and that's the thing is it's, that's the hobby part of the passion part of being a DJ. It's something yeah. that you're going to do forever. doesn't matter if I'm making a dollar off it or I'm making a bunch of money off of it. Right. I'm still going, the love is still there. Like the love I have or the feeling I get when I want to practice yeah such a great feeling and like you know what i mean like you ever had those times where you just put a song on and next thing you know it's an hour later you're just fucking around on the turntables and you're just like i mean that was kind of like last night (laughs) i was like i gotta go to sleep if everyone had gone to sleep in my house and i was like all right i'm just gonna open my serato for Mm. a minute i just got all these new acapellas and instrumentals and Mm. i'm like i'm just gonna mess around try to do one blend yeah next thing i know i'm like oh it's one in the morning what am i doing (laughs) but i'm like this sounds pretty dope though and so i was like i'm gonna put in a full or yeah. I'm gonna do able to, but same. It's like even you know, it's that creativity that's yeah. inside of us, and and that's the thing. I mean, the day I was getting married, I remember I would never felt so nervous. My stomach hurt. I'm freaking out, and I just went to the turntables at the venue and just started scratching, mm-hmm. and that was the thing that calmed me down and grounded me. Yeah. And like that's the practicing and the and really, it's almost representative of your career. Like if you're freaking out in your career and you're at that point of like, what do I do? Where am I going with this? What do I put my time into? Go back and practice for a minute. That's going to clear your palate, clear your head and get you back to like, wait, this is why I do it. You exactly. know, the, the love of it. So then you can hone back in on where you want to take things. It's the baseline. And yeah. um, I feel like even with me, even when I'm going through weird situations where it's just like, Oh, this season's a little bit off with this career or the DJ, it could be yeah. say DJ and things are a little bit off. I always just get back to the music. I always just, let me work on some mixes or let me, I have a party coming up. Let me dive into this party or let me dive into my next couple weeks of gigs. And I just focus on DJing. And then usually most of the time, everything just kind of works out. That's going around it. Yes. Like whether like everything that's going around my life or whatever, like that might be a bad situation. I just get back to the music and something, I find a way out. Like it's weird how it happens, but I feel like most DJs can relate to that. For sure. Especially the people that got into DJing for music. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think we were speaking before about that. It used to be hard to become a DJ and cost so much money and the barrier to entry and the just, 
even if you had enough money to get the equipment, then going to get the records and going out to the stores and taking the time and the money. And now it's different. So there are people that maybe get into it for just a job or Mm -hmm. a different way to be noticed as a celebrity or a different form of control over the crowd or whatever it is way to make money. But there are people that I think originally got into it just for music. And that's, that's the people you're speaking to. I remember, uh, maybe you could relate. It was always like, you always had the DJ. There was always a DJ that might have all the equipment, but didn't really know how to use the equipment. (laughs) Right, right. Or the guy that had all the music, but didn't know how to use all the music that they had. They were always, it was some people that this was missing something. And then you or I would come in like, like, I know me growing up, how do you DJ 14, 15, 16? Like, where where are you at? I'm not even 21 yet. So like, I had to persuade my parents, like, I'm shadowing these DJs. Let me just go hang out and I would just be opening up for random DJs in Baltimore just so I can get the experience, do a party just to say I'm doing a party yeah, and just learn. Like that's kind of what I was doing until like I started sneaking into the clubs, carrying equipment. Right. And that's all you could really pretty much do. Like that was yeah. like, it's just like the showing up factor. Like you said, like just to be there shadowing, just to be around, just to get the feeling of what's, what works what doesn't you know like how to carry yourself as a person professionally what music works what doesn't you know and and the psychology behind it you know just how certain music affects human beings you know like percent a lot of people really don't understand that there's a real psychology behind yeah making people dance or just changing someone's or one's emotion from being one thing to this just through the universal language we call music you see what i'm saying and yeah uh, luckily I was blessed to learn a lot of this stuff from, you know, really dope, very experienced DJs like Alize, I love him to death. I always tell the story. He like he used to do a live broadcast in DC from ten to two at the biggest club. It would be on a radio. And you and like before I could get into the club, I was I would record these sets. So I, and I would listen to this on the way home from right. school or going to school. I would just listen to this man's set and just to hear him interacting with whoever was hosting the party. And what songs he was playing, and then you could hear the crowd reaction through the mic. You know that it was a, a great party, and then like I, I had the opportunity to start going with him. Right. And I was sneaking, carrying either some crates of records or whatever equipment I had to use just to get into the party. I, I stay in the DJ booth, and I would watch him from 10 to 2. And then I, I remember just like yesterday at 2 o'clock when the broadcast was done with the radio, he looked at me and he's like, oh, it's your turn. You can just give me the headphones. There's seven crates of records here. Let's figure it out. So like, so like now, like the first time I did it, I'm like, okay. So then as I start going more and more as he's doing his set, I start just getting my records together. I just like that. I know that I want to play. Have those stats. Have a stat. You know what I mean? Like he didn't play this or you played this already. I'm going to play it again. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's kind of how you like, you know what I mean? Like I feel like most DJs just take what they learn from other people or their other influences and try to add it to their own style to create their own style. Like I just, you know I mean? I compare DJing a lot of times to like mixed martial arts to like jujitsu and stuff like that. It's like a, a style that you have. Oh, that's, that's a cool way to, you know what I mean? Like a cool every, analogy. And yeah. everyone has their own different styles. There's different, but there's a bunch of different type of combat sports, right? But like, yeah. if you can mix it all together, you know what I mean? But there's people who are really good at this, who are really good at that, really right. good at this. But it's just like, I try to like, we all try to just blend different things from different people. Yeah. And make our own situation. That's interesting. That's cool. It's actually true. And now like, the celebrities are coming into the mix. They're like, Jake Paul's here. He's going to get beat up. And then he's beating people up. And they're like, wait, he actually knows what he's doing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, other celebrities come and get knocked out. And they're like, see, you weren't made for this. <laughs> it's the same, uh, 
it's actually it's, happening in their world, weirdly enough. It is, bro. And and as we know, we, we were talking about it earlier, but it's in DJ world's happening. There's so many different types of DJs now. There's yeah. so many versions of djs and it's just like for me i'm i embrace it all like you know yeah, i mean me too. It's, I, it's better than you know a computer doing everything for us and there's no dj no more i'd rather let everyone if you're gonna take it serious obviously yeah that's kind of i just want i just want people to take it serious like just don't come in and use it as uh, a lick for example or use right. it as a way for you just to make some money yeah if you're gonna actually take it seriously and love the music and love the craft then I, I, I'm in support of it all. Exactly. Yeah, I see people out there, and and I think a celeb celebrities, you know, not like oh, it's so hard being a celebrity, but <laughs> but I think they have it. They have a stigma where people just assume they suck mm-hmm. at DJing if they start DJing after, you know, yeah, like yeah. Or Anderson Pack or something, right? And they're like, oh, he's a DJ now. What's that? That probably sucks, you know. But he's, he's killing it. Putting, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And he cares about it. He's approaching in the right way. He's surrounded by the right people. He's bring, doing his own style. Like mm-hmm. you said, with the MMA thing, like he has his complete own style that he's bringing to this. From his own personality, the mashups, the vinyl, mm-hmm. the different types of music, the and the learning and the ability. So I think that as long as people are doing it for the right reasons exactly. and love it and put the work in, then I'm supportive of everybody, you know? hundred percent. I mean, like we're all like, we're all chefs. We're going to yes. cook in whatever kitchen you put us in. So yeah. ain't, like, I, I don't even really see it. It's so far fetched to see him doing something like that. It actually no. makes sense. Like totally. how he does music too. So I agree. If you're going to bring something new to, to the DJ world that we haven't seen in a minute, when in, so be it. Like I haven't seen a celebrity DJ come in and just do vinyl in a minute. No. Like, that's why I like that. Like, he's doing mashups of his own songs, exactly. Crazy different stuff. Bringing he the got a wig player, on, playing drums. He's a different identity. Like yeah. I like it. Like, like oh, I support I mean, it. I, I support I, it's it. It's making me want to get a wig collection for real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh damn, where did he get that? Okay, <laughs> smooth. <laughs> I need, uh, or I'll sell wigs of my own hair. Maybe, own, just, just for Halloween, <laughs> you know, for every Halloween, I'm I'm a guy with hair. That's my costume, <laughs> literally. So I just, I That's literally, just, I find like a new wig that might be hilarious just to put on. So you're the original, uh, original DJ Pee Wee Anderson yeah. Pack. No, <laughs> no, I'm trying to tell you, guy like, with hair. So it's like the, the band, everyone in the band has either braids or dreads. I'm literally the, the or, or Bieber. He has hair. Like I'm literally oh, the, the guy with so no funny. hair. So every time for Halloween, I make it a point to blend in with them. Like, hey, what's up? What we doing? And the rest of the band needs like a bald cap. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna flip it on me one year. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Well, uh, yo, it was just your birthday, right? Well, a couple weeks ago. Oh, or my way back. Months, May. Okay, months. Okay, okay so forget good. that. It's all good. It's not even happy. I'm not even going to say happy birthday. I mean, <laughs> I think, because I think when we were speaking, I was about to go on my trip and I was just got done celebrating my birthday. When okay, we were about I think that's like, what it was. It was, it was one of those happy. DJ birthdays where it gets extended out. You, you get know, our birthday's out. like a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get we get a nice one uh, twelfth of the year. Exactly. Uh, Come on now. <laughs> okay, well, I thought we were in here eating uh, Dunkaroos Cinnamon Toast Crunch uh, Cinna Dust, people. You don't, <laughs> you, don't you don't know. This is a childhood <laughs> snack for me back in the day. Oh, my God. People don't know that in the Beat Source Beat Port office, we've got... Some of the weirdest snacks in the whole world. <laughs> we got Cinna dust and blue Takis, blue heat. I feel like if you ate all this, you would 
potentially die really yeah, I fast. want to say um, maybe we should hide some of those <laughs> I don't know if they're still uh, FDA approved no I'm, I'm like this is gonna get banned like what can be this color and you put in your body like, yeah I'm not eating them blue heat like, I don't know why does heat have to be blue <laughs> yeah that's my question please <laughs> okay someone out there said that it was like uh, breaking bad like meth in a bag okay so it looks right. like it <laughs> Walter White yeah <laughs> um, so you were just uh, in overseas, right? In Australia? Yeah. So um, a company that I partnered with, uh, they're a touring company. So we okay. we helped put on a couple of different tours or and festivals during the year. Oh, so great. The one I went out there for was uh, Afrofest or, no, Promised Land. It was Afrobeats Fest. Okay, dope. And I want to say Lauren Hill, Tim's, Fireboy. Uh, who else was up there? That, uh, DeVito. It was just like, wow. a, like the top acts, and I think we had fifty thousand people over a course of two days. Incredible! It was it was it was incredible. It was just nice to see like Ama Piano and this Afrobeat shine in this part of the world, and it's like a huge thing that a lot of people support. It's great. It's just to see something like that over there working so much that I know it's just going to start translating next in the world because yeah. I feel like Afrobeats, Ama Piano. That's like how it's going to start being like where reggaeton was in the last couple of years. Yeah. And then, Honestly, I feel like after that, this low key Indian music, you know, that stuff is just going going nuts right now, and you're True. starting to see more and more and more artists like that being inserted, especially at Coachella and stages like that. You see more acts from that part of the world, yeah, in Asia coming over. So, right, I see this a nice world globe view of music happening, and it's yeah, just, that's amazing. It's supposed oh, to be it's like so that. cool. Yeah, I love to see that, and I know you you've always been very. <clears throat> on on top of the Afro beats and stuff, like even with the Bieber album that you were the A and R, mm-hmm. like you had that influence going on then, and I feel like it wasn't, it really wasn't as mainstream as it is now. And then now with like the Rema song, mm-hmm. it calmed down, and you know Mona Lisa and mm-hmm. songs that are you can play in America and other countries, and everybody knows it, um, and just how it's huge in London yeah. and other places. So I think you were. You know, that that's the advantage of having the A&R as a DJ thing. You know, exactly. you've been DJing and we'd been sharing this music and hearing it in 2018 and stuff. But you were able to incorporate it mm-hmm. into, you know, one of the biggest pop, you know, music stars, you know, that you work with and you've worked with since the beginning. So, um, I think yeah. it's, a, it's a good combination because he was up on the genre as well. Right. Um, I think the Essence remix kind of helped with a lot of these other remixes that came out or songs True. that came out. I just feel like what we did was just able to, you know, like you, you can see it, it worked with us. So since it yeah. worked with us, I feel like other people were going to try the same route. And I have A&R friends that, that told me, Hey, we, we started doing the Peru remix because we saw essence remix work. And for me as a DJ and as an A&R, it's just like, okay, cool. My ideas are starting to translate for everyone. So yeah. it's like it, initially it's not for, Something might not work right away, but, you know, I'm talking about five years from now. Like, music is forever. Right. So, like, something might not work initially within that first year, but it, it gives you, it gives other people the idea to try it, too. Yeah. And that's all it is, is just pushing the culture forward. And Justin's really, really, he's really, really good with doing that. Like, he likes working with up-and-coming artists from all different genres. Yeah. You saw that with Desposito, like, when he did that right. remix. So, like, all right, we've always just tried to put our finger on the pulse and... A lot of times we might be early, but sometimes we're, we're right on point. Yeah. And that's why I saw with Essence. After you saw that, you just start seeing more and more, you know, of Afrobeats collabs with pop artists coming out. And right. that, was, that was the whole purpose of us doing 
the music. Yeah. And I think, like you said, even if you are early, these songs can last and then even have resurgences. Mm -hmm. And then once the new stuff becomes popular, then you have songs to mix it with as a DJ. And you're like, oh, I'm going to take that song that was five years ago and it was dope, but I didn't really have anything to mix it with. Now we have all these other songs and stuff like that. And I think that's such an important point to is is the collaboration with the younger artists or the new sound and if you look at the people that are very good at that i mean it's bieber justin bieber drake uh you know he was always drake's always been like okay i'm gonna house music you know i'm playing Mm -hmm. songs from his album a couple song a couple albums ago um now that Mm -hmm. seemed to translate better or work Mm -hmm. better you know or he had black coffee and people like one of my favorite drake albums was that that so good and at the time people like what is this or how where are you gonna play this okay now i'm playing it every weekend and people are singing it get that (laughs) thing together they're going crazy and it mixes with the house and they could play it in ibiza you know exactly you're like oh actually maybe he was onto something you know And, and playing you know working with georgia smith and like these more not underground, but not as well-known mainstream artists, you know, and, and from different areas and different genres. So I feel like a lot of people forget that, you know, artists are people themselves. So they, are, yeah. they, they take influence from other people. They take influence from other genres and other, other music and other songs. And it's just like, if, if they have, you know I mean? If they have the power not even power, if they, if they can help put somebody else on or help give an opportunity to somebody, I feel like a lot of times they want to do that. And yeah. And come, especially when your artist just as big as like a Bieber or a Drake or or even like Abel Weekend, like any, like right. anybody that big, like you know, it's it, it low key behooves them as an artist to help put somebody else on, yeah, because it's just gonna make their music even much better, yeah. You know, it's just like you know, after a while, you have to experiment, you have to do because you just don't want to do the same thing all the time, especially right. if you're a creative, like you want to you want your brain to work a little bit more, yeah. And I'm sure you love music. I mean, those people we're naming, those are people that probably love music, love yeah. pushing the boundaries. And um, and Michael Jackson didn't sound the same every album. Every album was different, had a different sound texture. Like he was experimenting with totally new right. sounds and yeah. he was working with new people. Like, yeah. yes, he had Quincy for sure. But then like after you start working with, you know, Teddy Riley, you start working yeah. with other people like, you know, Jimmy Jam, you know, you start working right. with other producers. And incorporating new instruments and synths and mm-hmm. drum machines versus drummers and all types of stuff. You got to, you got to learn how to this uh, experiment. I feel like this is part of everyone learning. Right. So what, what kind of stuff um, are you into now or what kind of stuff are you working on? Can you talk oh, about? Uh, oh, I mean, as far as music wise, music like, wise. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we're chilling right now. We're working and we're, we're still working on music, but I don't think we're, about to put anything out as far as right. the Justin side goes. I know we have stuff that we've been working on. We dropped a single with uh, Diddy that was for his album. Um, yeah, know, it was dope. And I know he did the uh, the remix, the acoustic remix with SZA. But yeah. right now we're chilling. And then that's kind of just giving me space to work on my own stuff. So that's great. I want to start putting out some singles top of the year. Like not even like an album. It's kind of just want to have like, you know, for, for us as DJs, we want to make music that we can play in our sets. So yeah, that's kind of all I'm trying to about to start doing nice and um i started a publishing company with harv we're about to start signing producers and writers oh that's great you know keep my feet in both sides and go from there bro yeah that's great you got what kind of stuff would you want to be playing in your sets or what kind of songs we're open open format i want to know so i want my my singles to be open format so i want you might get a hip-hop record that's high energy i want a 
a dance record. I want uh, am a piano record. I just want everything that I can play. Yeah. So it makes sense. Like it doesn't make sense for me coming out with a slow jam. Like yeah, it can't. It's not gonna work nowhere. Right. <laughs> You're like, where am I playing? Where am I playing? Yeah. Is that? I know it's a great song, but right. it's like you know, no, I mean? you want to be able to walk in and then someone sees you and they go, oh, I'm gonna play your song. Exactly. You know, like that's, that's kind of what and I'm working as towards. DJs, we all want to support each other mm-hmm. and love playing each other's edits and songs and especially original, you know, music. That would be incredible. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing this year. And just Dope. focusing on that, and nice. It's been cool. I like it. What? Uh, and and you're headed out to Asia. You were saying, yeah, I'm, I, I'm gonna go back to Asia end of November, early December, oh, okay. and then finish out the new year at Tampa. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm doing a party with Marshmallow. It's gonna be pretty dope. Oh, I saw you post about that. Yeah, that looks crazy dope. in Tampa. Tampa, I like Tampa. Tampa's not bad. I mean, I'm not. I know. Back not, in the day, Tampa was like, Ugh, it's, definitely a, it, it's definitely <laughs> a punchline city. Yeah, it's definitely. It was definitely like, so. Where I, like they're they're starting to build it up, and but there's homie. some great DJs. I mean, DJ Koo is out there. There's some good DJs, out really there. good DJs, and um, they, you know, I know he tries to push forward the mm-hmm. scene out there with the ama piano parties and different stuff. But yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not, not hating on Tampa. Tampa. I'm not mad at Tampa at all. Yeah. Especially, like, you can go there than Miami. Like, it's right. better than Orlando. I'll say you that much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know much about Orlando. You see what I'm saying? It was the last time you've been to Orlando to go DJ anything. I don't know. I can't <laughs> put my finger on it. I've never even been to Disney World. So. Oh, really? <laughs> no. I've been to Disney. I mean, we live by Disneyland, so oh, I feel okay. like. So, so Disney World's cool. It's like, yeah. I like it. I'm, not, I'm also not, like, a Disney adult. So, like, I'd only probably go with my kid and then. Yeah, I'm know. at that level now. It's like I'm only going if somebody wants to go. Yeah, like, there's hey. certain people who just get those season pass and just go all the time. I'm like, I wasn't infatuated like that. As a kid. No, no, I'm good. I'm like, yeah, all those people are in front of me in line. When I'm with my kid. I'm like, come on, we should be able to skip you at this point. You're, you're too old. No. <laughs> yeah, even the one here, I'll go like say, like say, my girl wants to go up there. I, okay, then we'll yeah. go up there. But if right. not, it's no point. Yeah. Um. Damn. So, so Asia. So, wait. Where are you going out there? You said you're going to go to. Um, We're still firming out a lot of the dates, but oh, it looks okay. like it's going to be um, China. I'm doing three cities in China. I'm going to go back to Tokyo. Probably do Bali again, and then nice. Maybe pick up one or two more from there. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, I love it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, Asia's so fun cool. I haven't Asia been for a time. minute, but I, I definitely want to go back. I was p- trying to set some stuff up and uh, potentially. Singapore and some other things, but I was trying to make it all work with the other. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just going out there for like two things. They got an avenue. Fun. Yeah. I did avenue last time. And they have marquee, right? They're connected. It's like one, it's like one big ass club. Okay. It's like, you know, one side is obviously avenue and then they have the marquee, but marquee has a big like uh, Ferris Ferris wheel wheel club. It blew my mind when I went there. It's like, it's (laughs) almost like. It's like you want to DJ there, but at the same time, I kind of don't. Like, I kind of just want to watch someone else DJ and just enjoy myself. <laughs> right. And then, like, because I feel like I'll get lost. Oh, my God. So, the were energy you, you were there at the club? Yeah, yeah, because I had a DJ. What's uh, it like? I DJed Avenue, and then, like, okay. after I got done my set, I just went over and saw And so, is Avenue more hip-hop and Marquis yeah. more so Avenue's dance, like, yeah, open like, format, I They guess, wanted me or? to play hip-hop that people knew. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, your 50 Cent, your, you know what I mean? Like, like Ludacris, like, stuff like that. Okay. And you can get away with some of the newer stuff, but like it's pretty much like commercial hip hop. Yeah. And then you leave and then go right next door, and it's like a whole another experience, bro. And then wow, that Ferris wheel's going. People are taking pictures up there. <laughs> it's like it's like a whole world in there. It's pretty That's dope, crazy. bro. What's Singapore like? Like clean, very clean. That's our um, 
what's it called? Being like one of the only black people out there was pretty funny. <laughs> Somebody came up to me, everyone asked just me, staring I, at you. Yeah, I mean, if I was uh, DK Metcalf, I'm like, you mean <laughs> six five, six what? five two, like six five two eighty, like this guy Yo. is a monster. Like I, uh, not, I met him this summer, right? I'm and no I have way. a picture. With, is it, he took a picture with me and my son. Yeah, and. He's huge, yeah, right? <laughs> like, so KK was oh like, "Yo, God. I, I was like, he's like, I you? told my son, I was like, look, I was like, he's almost as big as me, and my son's just laughing, like, come on, dad, like, you know, he's huge. So like, I'm, imagine mining your, I'm mining my business at the pool. <laughs> hey, are you DK Metcalf? No, you're like yes. No, he's like, well, well, then who are you? Like, are you, you must be a celebrity. You must be like, you of must all be. the people. Why DK Metcalf? I said, bro, why can't I just be a guy at the pool, right? Yeah. Minding my business. I'm just trying to mind my business. <laughs> That's oh all I'm trying God. to do. So, That's so funny. Yeah, he's actually so nice. Like we, I was DJing in the south of France, and I got to bring my family. And there was this thing called Sport Beach put on by this company Stagwell, and they just brought out so many celebrities, so many uh, athletes, you know. Mm. And it was um, Saquon Barkley and DK Metcalf and Carmelo Anthony and Sue Bird and like all kinds of people. And I got to bring my son, and I was like, "Look, you know, I might be able to introduce you to people, with, but just you know." chill just in case not like we don't want to walk up mm -hmm. to people we want to let them live their life and we walk in he's like dad i'm like what he's like dk metcalf's waving at me and tell me to come over to him I'm like no he's not and i look over and he, literally dk metcalf the real one he's like <laughs> not you he's like come over here and i'm like oh what the hell he really is so he, we came over and he was like what's up bro why are you out here i think because there was no kids he was the only kid and so he was so cool to him like they ended up playing basketball together and like yeah got cool. all these pictures and really it's actually cool. really cool yeah, it was great. Yeah, his trainer, I guess uh, his cousin, he lives in Vegas. And so I was just talking to him this weekend. So it was like cool, cool meetup. And next you know, it's a connection built. Next, and that's, exactly. And, and that's how DJing works. Yeah. And it's 101. Yeah, his, that's his how agent, you do it, y'all. Yeah, boom, kids, there you that's go. That's how you do it. Kids. Yeah, thank my son hooked it up. <laughs> but yeah, and his agent was there, and his agent knew RJ Melman mm -hmm. from, you know, Chicago. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just, just all. I saw RJ. He came to the party. Oh, he did? Yeah, he came by the party. No way. Yeah, On Saturday? And, yeah, him and Fred oh, pulled up. Oh, my God. I, I was going to come, but... Uh, it was insane, bro. Insane. So he stopped letting people upstairs. What? What time was it over? Bro, usually it's supposed to be over at like 6. We went to like 7.30. Okay. Well, I wouldn't have made it till like then anyway, so then I'm happy that I didn't oh, go. Cool. But it's gonna be another one soon. I'm doing. I one had it. I was like ready to go. It's just like my kid. I you know I keep talking about him, but he plays soccer mm -hmm. and these. I don't know who sets up these insane <laughs> games, but it's like it's not even a tournament. It's just a game, and they go. You have a game in Chula Vista, which is like on the border of like California and Mexico. Yeah. Like it's like right by Tijuana, you know, below San Diego. And so we got to be there at nine in the morning. I got to leave at six in the morning to get to this spot. He plays a one hour game. And then, so it's basically seven hour driving. So we got home at like five and then I was like, all right, I'm going to try to go to his party. By the time I changed, it was like six. And I'm like, this thing's going to be over. By the time you even pull up. It's so over. I put sweatpants on and didn't go. So, no worries, no worries. <laughs> but I checked your Instagram. I was like, oh, it looks fun. <laughs> it was good. Good yeah. times, bro. So, so what we're speaking of for everybody that doesn't know is, uh, he has a party that he started called day hang. Yeah. That uh, this last weekend was in Los Angeles in uh, West Hollywood at this place called Harriet's, which is like a rooftop uh, nightclub, part of the Hwood Group um, on Sunset. We started, we started doing it at all the Harriet's. It started in LA and we had such a good response that let's try it in, um, let's try it in Toronto. Let's try it in Nashville. Okay. So it started becoming like kind of like oh, because there's a Harriet's Nashville. Yeah. Oh, so I saw that's what I was going to ask you about because I I was going to say so it's an LA party, but then I've seen you're traveling 
having it travel around. I saw Toronto, Nashville, and I was wondering what the connection was. Well, I mean, it's like what we were talking about earlier is this like, you know, always just getting back to the music again, back to the baseline, which is us is throwing a party. Yeah. This is, let's go back to step one. Right. And for me, it was just like, if I can just throw my own events, like, I don't really see myself at this stage in my life, like trying to compete with a bunch of other DJs at a bunch of other clubs and, oh, I need to sit here. And next thing you know, it's you hitting up, you know, your agent or hitting up club owners or bookers. Hey, what's your schedule like this month? And it's just like, I don't, I feel like yes. I'm past that <laughs> stage in my life. And right. if I can try my best to control as much as I can, then okay, cool. Let's do yeah. it. So I try to just, you know, if I'm going to be working with H Wood a lot, let me try to create my own event or my own party. And luckily it started working off, working out for me. And then That's great. Don Julio started to invest. So they're now sponsoring the party with me. And, and you work with them. You worked with them before exactly. and you, that you've been sort of a brand partner with them or yeah. something. Right. And then now it's just kind of like I'm throwing the party and then I'm booking DJs on top of me DJing. So this started just to be my own event. And then it was just like, Hey, I can elevate this by adding DJs that I like to do a set and yeah. bring their crowd to the party. So right. it's just like, and you had Andre power this weekend. Yeah. Crazy. Amazing. Great DJ. Yeah. And, um, it brought a lot of people out It this worked out really well. And then, um, I have Brandy Cyrus. She DJs as well. You know, Miley Cyrus is just yeah. DJs as well. And she's from Nashville. So she's going to do the next one in Nashville oh, with that's me. Dope. So I'm just trying to tie it around and just build like a nice, cool, upscale um rooftop party yeah it's open to the public you don't have to pay to get in nice you just come on upstairs and have a good time listen to some good music right get a drink and it's nice it's i mean day hang obviously it's in the day yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i mean you could have the ability to go do stuff at night or just chill because you had a crazy yeah. drank too much to on don julio <laughs> I'm that, see i'm at that stage in my life too like one party's enough for me like, <laughs> right it's 9 30 you're not gonna get some food you're not gonna give me at both like you're not gonna give me at the day party and then the, no i need right. one or the other and then i'm right. out and i'm out of there yeah exactly where, right where we used to push it like i'm doing this day vegas and i'm flying here then it's like unless the money's insane then no i'm only doing vegas one night now i'm not i can't stay there for two why right why am i here for two days that's why I try to warn like, people. Like, I'm like, like yo, why? two days in Vegas is almost like a month. It is. It's <laughs> like, rough. That's how tired you are, right? It's rough. It's like, and it, like that fly back, you're just done for for the day. Like. Oh, yeah. They definitely should have like a camera on the Vegas airport as a before and after. Like you land and they take a picture <laughs> of your face and you're like all happy and then you're leaving and you're like, <laughs> have a black eye and Literally like shades. one tooth missing. Shades. <laughs> Drinking a coffee, <laughs> and so then much. they have a hall of fame in the airport. Like <laughs> the most fun. You go down that escalator, <laughs> you just look at everybody. <laughs> yeah. They're like, okay, and then you can like approve if you want your picture up there. You're like, oh, I'm dying. It's kind of like with those roller coaster when it gets you right before you go down that Yo, picture. That would be that's hilarious. exactly it. Like at Disneyland where you're making the crazy face. That would be funny if they that's do that in the camera. Like, as you're going down, you just see people that just didn't because everyone has to go down that escalator. Just sh- should show you both, like the winners <laughs> and like the losers of Vegas. Right. So you see the guys. Like I came you up. See big. someone who won. They got like ten G's. You know, just holding up hundreds. The other person has no money. There's nothing. All Their friends shirts lost. all ripped. The security kicked them out. Man, we know they got few, like we lipstick. All, we all know a few people who went to Vegas thinking that there was going to be one thing and they left mad, sad. Oh, I've seen yeah. it. I've seen yeah. it so many times. Sad. Yeah. I mean, whether whether it's gambling or. Who knows? Just had a, of, just Vegas know, got the best of them. Inviting the wrong, <laughs> inviting the wrong girls to your room late at night. Yep, and stuff's missing from your bag. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to Anything could happen out mm. there. 
Uh, that's that's crazy. And so speaking of Vegas, you have a residency now. You've yeah. done a lot of places out there, but now you're at Zook, mm-hmm. one of the top clubs out there, one of the probably most impressive clubs out there. Super I mean, there's fun, some bro. incredible clubs in Vegas, and I know, you know, Tau Group has some of them too. I yeah. mean, with Omnia and Hakazan and Marky and, you know, and there's all that. And Wynn has some amazing things, but Zook kind of has been the new shining star of the past couple of years, right? And 100%. it's just like when you come in and just see that thing on the ceiling, the transformer and the <laughs> lights and the, you know, what they've done, it's just a spectacle. Yeah, um, I mean, it's 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 been a great experience, I'll tell you that much. Um, just being able to connect with the with a Vegas crowd, it's, it's a lot of energy. Remind, you know, I get a lot of similarities to Miami when I do live mm-hmm. or even Marquee in New York when I do that. It's just a big room stage and the energy you get from that or that you pull from the crowd is so, you know what I mean, as a DJ necessary. So yeah. for me, it's just, it's been nice just to see what works um, and going from there. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes my set's an hour and a half. Sometimes it's just a straight hour. Right. Um, I went last week and I'm, I had to do a day party and I wasn't expecting a lot of people to be there because I did a day party there before and I'm just like, all right, this might be a light day. The, is that the IU, yeah. IU day club? And I walk in there and it's a college, <laughs> it's college, uh, what's it called? It's college fall break, oh. jam-packed in there. I'm just oh, like, wow. oh, okay, I, I got a DJ today. <laughs> you know That's the saying? hard like, part like, sometimes with those Vegas like, pool parties. You're like <laughs> coming in, you're like, sometimes I'll over-prepare and then there's like yeah. only tables and no people on the dance floor or sometimes you'll under, not under-prepare but, but like you know not I mean. anticipate like, we, we such might, craziness. We might go to one of the crates that we did before I am go down this list. Right? Yeah. But this time, I, it's like one of those things, it's one of those moments where it's just like in the middle of my mix, I'm just like, I should have overprepared for this, yeah. or but it's like now I got to really just DJ now, like because I got right. it's like because you know how it is too. You got mad people just staring at you, like yeah, like oh do something. All right, all right, relax. Yeah, I like, got what are you gonna do? Yeah. I know that's the hard part with the searching. We were talking about sticks and mm-hmm. and and computers and all that, and same. Like I've been doing this party, electric feels, and they'll. It's a more of a. It's almost like you're the band. Like it's all indie dance and indie rock kind of music and it'll be at like places like House of Blues or something mm-hmm. and they'll sell out, you know, full sold out tickets and the people coming are more like people that watch bands. So I think that's the culture of it. They're mm-hmm. not coming in like to dance. They they want to be told what to do and they're watching you. So the more you're like staring at your your computer it's like they don't want they're like no. what is this guy doing? Yeah, it's like you got to be ready and then yeah, be like showing them what's happening and exactly same kind of thing where they're staring at you and in vegas too that's become the culture you know because they want to see like oh steve aoki's throwing a cake or little john's doing this so they do it to all the djs now so you have to give them a show but how many djs can do this and this be the thing and or this right here or thank god ruckus Ruckus came up with the sideways when uh, i say that's probably one of the best (laughs) probably one of the best he is all right ruckus for sure is for me at least probably the best perform performer DJ that I've seen. Like the guy that has taken, that makes it into a show. Like, right. Like how he came up with making a CD player into a guitar is probably like, I've never seen that before. And it's like, you're not going to see it after him. Yeah. Cause he made it his thing. And it's just like, I was just with him at his set in Vegas and how he's able to control that and time it with his intro and the and CO2 and the lights he jump off the stage and everything is like, it's like a big boom. It's like, bro, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yo, this guy. This guy. It's like, all right, man, you got it, man. Right. Right. <laughs> you got it. Yo. Like, you figured it out. You figured that it big out, crystal bro. around your neck is, That's uh, my dog, it's giving bro. you the power. I, I love Ruckus. No, me dude. too. Always. I mean, I, I remember hearing Ruckus 
I don't know if it was this long ago, maybe 14, 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, up at Sundance Film Festival yeah. and just being like, who is this guy? Like, he's so to, dope. I used to stalk him. I had yeah. to. Like, this, he uh, helped me get on with my agency now with DGI. He okay. You know what I mean? He helped introduce me. I, I was holding down Playhouse back when Playhouse was such a, a big club and yeah. marquee club out here in, in LA. Yeah. I was doing that every, you know, once a month. I was doing Supper Club. I was doing, doing all the top spots and. Mm-hmm. I remember Igor. You know Igor? From, yeah, yeah, of course. I remember he was just like, yo, you need a, you need an agent. He's like, I might know somebody for you. Like, you might want to go talk to Yoni. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I, I look at DGI's roster and it was like, Ruckus. I'm like, all right, I hear he's here. I'm, I just started following him everywhere he went in LA. And it's just like, yo, bro, be my friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you know how it is, bro. Like, DJ, yeah. the DJ word, it's all about connecting and linking up and showing love and going yep. to people's events and hey you need a drink buying a dj a drink goes very very far by the way if you know like buying somebody like connecting with it's, a like it's true especially if you're trying to be only up and coming like buying someone a drink that you respect or that you're trying to be next to then yeah it goes such a far away cause honestly like because i'll do floor room like every week and i see people and all the time and like I think like like DJ Night Train came in. That's my in, dog. That's you know, my dog too. And he just you know he comes in and he's like, "What up?" And then someone comes over five minutes later and they go, "Night Train bought you this drink." And I'm like, "He didn't have to do that." That was, you know it's ridiculous. If he would have asked me, I would have said no. Mm-hmm. But I definitely remember it, and I really appreciate it. It was really cool. You know what I mean? And now he has a little place in my heart. You know, it's like, I don't even love drinking that much. But it's like, <laughs> and he saw what drink I had, had this like espresso thing or something, you know, then he's like, send him another one. That, like you said, it goes a long way. Goes you know, it's way. just a thought that counts kind of thing. You don't have to do that, but, yeah. um, but you know, it's nice. And for us, especially us, we know we have our, all DJs have a little chip on their shoulders. So it's like, <laughs> you, you, you thought about me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm over here in the corner. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if anybody's me. here anymore. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> thank you. I'm crying. You, you thought know? about me? Thank you, man. Like, <laughs> but yeah. it's true. You know, you just buy a little drink. That That's that's cool. And yeah, Ruckus, I mean, he's such a great person. And like, yeah, on top of that, great dude. Yeah. He like is a citizen of the world. <laughs> I feel like he's no, you know, everywhere I go, he's like, I'm here. I'm like, you're in Barcelona and then you're here. And like, I mean, he's all over the place. I've learned a lot from him. Like, this yeah. is a lot of game. Like, you know what I mean? Just how to move. Right. You know what I mean? How to talk to certain club owners or promoters or just people or buyers. Right. Just, you know what I mean? Like, he's one person that will always introduce me to somebody. Yeah. If I'm out hanging out with him. Same thing with Alize. Like, if I went to a party or went to an event with them, Every person that they were mingling or talking to would be like, oh, this is my, oh, this is my little bro, or this is my 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 dog, or right, you know, I mean, we're both. He did, we just signed him over to DGI. Like he he was formally doing that with everybody, and it's yeah. like a show of it's a show of respect, and it shows you that it's like it's not it's no comp. We're all here on the same vibe. We're all here trying to figure it out, yep. and it's just like for him to do that, he didn't have to necessarily right. do that, right? But he did, and that's and that's kind of what I look for. And like the DJs I look up to and the DJs I hang out with, he's yeah. definitely one of the four, five yeah. that I look up to for sure. Yeah. Oh, he's so dope. I mean, you know when when people are – well, first I just saw him post something the other day where it was like a cartoon version of him doing it. And then you know if people make fun of you, you're doing the right thing mm-hmm. because – it's like you have a thing that they can make fun of. Like most people don't, they're just forgettable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you have a thing that people are like, oh, he does that thing. It's like, okay, now you know it. It's in your head. It's a, it's a. Try doing it. Yeah. yeah exactly. Try doing it with that pressure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. can't, you're not. You know what I'm saying? You're not. So try. much stuff it's with like DJing what? is easier said than done. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, exactly. especially with all those people looking at you and. 
Uh, and even if something gets messed up, recovering from it is hard. Bro, I remember I had to open up. I used to have to open up for Justin on tour for, you know, but like, it was like a 10-minute, 15-minute countdown. Right. And go out there for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, hype the crowd up, whatever. The, you know what I mean? Do your mm-hmm. thing. So I had it down to a pat where I was like, I'm going to play a song. I say something on a mic. I go out to the front of the stage. I get people to jump, whatever. So yeah. like <laughs> this in particular time, I want to say we were in, I don't know, Germany, Belgium, one of the places over there in Europe. Yeah. I I have everyone jumping. I run back to the DJ booth and had like, it was on like a uh, platter. I try to jump up onto the platter and I fall. <laughs> like I trip on like the platter and like I almost take down the whole DJ oh laptop, turntables, yeah. everything almost fell over at the same time. Like about to be the most embarrassing moment that that I've ever had in my entire life, and luckily, by the grace of God, I I didn't pull it all down. Like I just banged my knee into to the platter, so my knee is throb. I had a knot on my knee that was oh. throbbing, and I just went back to DJing. Like I didn't even acknowledge it. I didn't right. even let the world know. Like I didn't say like I just like oh that's my fault. I didn't say nothing. Like I just you just I just went right back to it and then Put got back to DJ. Us. I had to like, but the video footage is so funny. Like oh my god, I'm a sinister. Like, like I, I had myself in slow. Like, I made fun of myself, so I just put it out yeah. so no one else can make fun of me. Right. Like that's the best slow way to motion of it. me falling and then getting back up in the slow motion of it. It was oh man, pretty bad. But oh hey, god. it happens. I'm sure you have some of the most insane tour stories. You know, I mean, Bro, you guys have been all over the world, right? I have like favorite party party moments to favorite tour moments to like you name it, like cities. Like it is, I can name something from a you know a major city that that's memorable. Oh my like, god! I mean, hit hit us with any of them. I mean, you got. Oh, any, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, this uh, depends. Like as far as like like best party wise i remember i was yeah. djing at tape one of my best parties i was djing at tape and, and when i say that that's in london yeah okay tape london and when i say best party as we all know like where there's sets that that are memorable to yes us. yeah and it could be the environment it could be who was there the attention like who was looking at you yep. and it's showing and proving and right. it's being like you know what i killed that like you it was just I mean? one of those nights. It's you feel the energy I from the crowd, the back thing. forth. Yeah, yeah, your brain. You're like in the matrix. Like I'm killing. Everything's this moving <laughs> like slow motion, and you're like on yeah. speed. Yeah. This in particular night was the Brits after party, and we just do it impromptu. Tables doing the Brits weekend party, so yeah. I get booked. I'm DJing. Um, Justin pulls up. It's it's him, our band, and we have like how the DJ booth was set up. We were on stage, and it was two sides where. Him and our crew were behind me, and the crowd is in front of me, essentially. Right. So DJ ain't killing it, and then we get word that Rihanna might come through, and we're just like, okay, Rihanna, like Rihanna's about to be here. So the next thing you know, you see Rihanna walk into tape, and she's like in a full, like, like it's like she just got off stage, like <laughs> looked like a peacock walking to a. a <laughs> when I tell you the room just split, oh my god, like it looked like the red sea, like, it's just, like she, the room just split in half, and she just walked on like, like. Just walked through the middle, got up on stage, and it's like, now I have Bieber behind me, and I have Rihanna behind me, and it's just like, her crew, our crew, and the party. Oh, my and God. Then, and every and phone like, in front of you? Exactly. <laughs> then, then, it's like, and then, it, like, then it became Tay DJ. Like, <laughs> like now, now it's like, my mix can't be messed up. Oh, yeah. Everything got to be flawless victory. I can't mess, I can't. Flawless victory. It has to, everything has to be flawless. <laughs> like, right now, everything has to be flawless. Finish him. Like, <laughs> honestly, and this is pressure, and you got people staring at you like this, so it's yeah. Just, that's the ultimate staring at you. So I remember Bieber comes up to me. He was just like, yo, I think uh, Rihanna asked if you could play some, um, can you play a reggae record? I'm like, oh, easy. I got you. Yeah. So I just, me just being a DJ, I play, I drop Diamond acapella. 
Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> straight off top. And then I put um Bam Bam Rhythm. Oh wow. Right behind it, right when it on the on the That's on the hook. Crazy. And when I tell you when it's just like it was the moment of where I was just like <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone, yeah. everyone was just like, "Oh my god!" You know what I mean? One of those moments. Oh, that's the best. That was the best. Like, yeah, uh, moments like that are this like full circle DJ moments for me. Which like when things just come all the way around, like yes. this is the reason why I started doing this for this feeling for people like this or this for everyone to be like, "Oh yeah, you're the man." Like, right. And all the preparation and all the going through all the, like you said, getting the equipment, learning, going mm-hmm. through, being at those parties when you're a teenager, like all of that comes up in that moment exactly and leads you to the flawless victory <laughs> yes and, and you know what I, and you were and you're ready for it like right. it was right it was right the, right the timing the moment even just like make the mixes like everything was just smooth like you know what yeah. i mean like oh that's amazing like, you know how you just end the and you just end it like you can talk yeah. to somebody hey, ha, 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 and you're mixing like hey, yeah i got you like you just <laughs> you just and everything was just working like you know what i mean no, no hiccups no anything like that and those are great. Those are great parties. Uh, I did one New Year's with Justin. We did one. Um, like we brought in New Year's Eve at the Fountain Blue, and instead of it being like a full band and like a whole product, it was just me and him on stage. Oh, that's which made so cool. it really like how me and him first started. Yeah, together. Like it was just me and him on stage when he first started. So right, because I mean you've been working with him since he was I mean, fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. His wow. first show ever. So for that to come back around full circle and then to be new year's and like a whole like Miami, you know, and Miami the Blue. countdown. Oh my God. And like, Hey, can you DJ an hour before you got show? I'm like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. So I'm DJing. He calls me from his suite at the film. Like he, he turns the camera like, I can say you're killing it. Like, oh, and I'm just like, I'm like <laughs> and that's moments like that full circle moments. And he's like, I'm about to come down right now. So he just comes downstairs and it's like, as from him doing that to him walking on stage and it's just, let's go like showtime. Oh so moments like that are really like this memorable. And I remember I did pop smokes last one of his last parties or Damn. appearances yeah. at tape London again. Um, I ended up having to DJ for him. And even that night was great. Another flawless victory mix. Like, you know what I mean? I'm playing yeah. all the new, you know, grime drill music. It's, that's when it was so heavy and new. And, yeah. his, and he was just, you know, newer. And then like, Unfortunately, this happened to be one of his last events that he did. But meeting him, he was so down to earth, like, right, good kid, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, really, it's so tragic what happened. Like, especially with seeing how big now, right, yeah. right now, literally that kind of music, I feel like is becoming mainstream. Those beats, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the Barbie Ice Spice Nicki Minaj exactly. song, you like know what Central I mean? C, like all that stuff, like it's exactly. Just, like he would be the absolute king of all of that right mm-hmm. now because he know? made it hot here and you can still play his songs within all that it's not like they fell off and it was what five four or five years ago mm-hmm. but uh so it's so crazy but that was a great party too yeah, yeah. oh my god i Bro, can't imagine I did, uh, especially in london like that sound probably translates so well because they love drum and bass and mm-hmm. hip-hop and you know i mean the whatever grime and all that stuff it's a uh, it was such a wild party. Uh, we did one for Super Bowl in LA. Like we yeah. had another private party again. I walk in, it's you know Drake and his crew, Bieber his crew. I see Leonardo DiCaprio there. I see um, what's my man Toby? Uh, uh, Toby McGuire. McGuire, he's yeah. there. Like so, the whole cast of Euphoria, and it's just like, all right, hey, DJ. I'm like, all right, let's <laughs> go ahead and like, get my stuff. Like, let's just start the party, see right. what happens. And at this in particular night. All the part, all of LA shutting down because everything shuts down at two. Our party was the only one going because it was private. Yeah. So then you have the bum rush of all these celebrities oh, trying to yeah. get in, and then they couldn't get in. Oh god! And you just sit in, and it just became like you know what I mean. It became one of those memorable parties right. too. And just 
you know, mix after mix, this remixes, this uh, new edits, or just trying things live on the spot, which is what I was doing. New music that's not even out yet. Right. You can do that at these private events. Yeah. Like I can play some stuff that you guys have never heard before because it's made for this. You know what I mean? Right. And that's what you do it for. And it's a music crowd, you know, and as long as you're making the important people happy, you know, everyone around them will be happy no matter what. Yeah. And you're doing the same thing. Hey, you want to drink? Okay. Let's play this. Yeah. I got you. You know, you do it. And this is the party. And oh man, that's what we do it for, man. Yeah. That's literally what we do it for. Yeah, that's true. I mean, what was like, what's even your first song at a thing like that? You're coming on. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) So. Honestly, when I first got there, um, it was it, it still wasn't a lot of people there. Okay. So imagine just walking and you can see people just trying to set up to get their space. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, cool. I got time to just whatever. Right. Like, That's I'm, nice. You could try out a couple new edits or whatever Yeah, I'm going to play this yeah. first and just go yeah. from there. Like for me, I just play one song. It could be Biggie. Like, right. Juicy. Let's just start there and just go to wherever the world takes me. Like, yeah. And that's kind of like how I like doing intimate parties. Uh, we were talking about why I want Serato for these type of situations. Right. Or, I want a, a program like that because I want to be able to search for things that I know I might not play regularly or I might have an acapella that, you know what I mean? I don't, you know, see, you don't have everything on your stick. Right. I want to be able to search for everything right, right then and there. Or if I yeah. need to download it real quick or you need to send me an airdrop, I can just get it r- right now and we can play it. So right. and that night, hell yeah, I wanted that. You, you want know? a computer. I needed a computer for that one. Yeah. Because yeah, it was like I was playing so much new stuff and then people were sending me things. Right. Like right then and there. So it was just like, I need that for this situation. I know it's like we, we, we keep getting in the sticks, you know, computer debates with different DJs and it's just, it's just like anything else, a time and a place, I think mm. to, to utilize it. Obviously some people only use a stick and some people only use a computer, but I think for our type of DJing and the situations we're in, I mean, same kind of thing. It's like, I'm in a club, especially like, you, bro. Like, here. If I say, you know, cause yeah. you'd be doing the same type of events. Exactly. I do as well. Like, so they're like, like LeBron's here. He wants this song. It's his favorite song by Jay-Z. And you're like, Okay, and then, like, I don't have the entire American Gangster album in my computer imported, you know what I mean? So I was like, boom, I gotta get it, okay. And then they're like, okay. And then, as a DJ or as whatever, a music person, artist, like, you want to go in that direction and keep it with that vibe, Mm -hmm. and it's not as easy on the stick, I don't think, you know? And then the stems and stuff now, too. Think about how you're going to tell somebody that's, like, a celebrity at the party or someone, or, like, a big spender, hey, I don't have your song. Right. And, like, I already don't, like, we already don't like requests anyway. Yeah. But, like, I understand the right requests. Like, I'm not stupid now. Like, if LeBron's telling me to play something, I'm going to try to make sure LeBron got the song for this might lead to another thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. This might lead to a whole yeah, other like situation. Yeah, like Saweetie was in there a couple weeks ago, and they were like, <clears throat> and, and you know, her person comes up, like, mm-hmm. can you play some of her music? So yeah. I'm like, here we go. And then I was like, oh, there's a few things I got to get. There's a couple edits I got, you know, mm-hmm. DJ City, boom, middle of the club, you know, and then I can put it into my computer and do it. And she had that one shot song where she yeah. samples Tom's Diner. Mm-hmm. And then I just got this, like, edit of a... Paul Mon did a That's Tom's dope. Diner, like I'm a piano kind of thing. Fire. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do something. I don't know if they're going to notice, but it was fun. I, I did this crazy mix and I put that and I was scratching her thing over it. Like, oh, we yeah. going to turn up at the party and I'll keep echoing it, echoing it, and then brought it in. All of her friends were like, meanwhile, oh. I take notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, I went home later. I'm like, I need to make a little edit out of this, but it was dope. Like mm-hmm. I, I had fun, and, and then that's where you get creative and yeah. you utilize your DJ skills, your artistic you know, sensibilities, your just want to have fun and connect with people, yeah. but then also make the club happy, make the top client happy, you know, exactly. and you're, you're really filling all these buckets up at the same time in a way. I, and I feel like those are the rooms where you can get 
because those type of creativity things that we, we do, I feel like in, in, in intimate rooms, it, it translates better. Because yeah. it's like at a big ass club, a lot of times some of these, you know, some edits that we might think it's crazy might not translate to the people in the back of the room. Right. They might get it right here in front or in the VIP area, but like yeah. in the back of that in the back of that part, they don't want they want to hear what right. the shit they know, right? right. So I feel you those like man those 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 moments where you can just be so creative on a fly and just do something different or like you know hey like those awesome moments yeah. when we do this no bro. it's true and, and in the small rooms they kind of know who's there everyone knows who's there exactly. so like you'll see okay Leonardo DiCaprio like you said he's in the back everybody's trying to like get back there the girls the mm-hmm. weird guys that for some reason want to you know anybody I mean any <laughs> you know talk about it but yeah. but <laughs> all these, these dudes with like a sweater tied around his neck exactly. like trying to take a selfie with him I'm like dog just Leo's not girls yo. trying to go up to him. You really think you're getting up there? No like, one's trying to take a selfie in the club unless they unless you came with the person. Okay, unless you nobody, came with the, especially <laughs> in those kind of places. Like, there's a reason why his hat is like completely down to his nose and curved around. Like, he doesn't want to be in the picture with you or anyone so. at all. But but yeah, that kind of thing. And then you, but but let's say so we people can all see. Oh, so Weedy's there partying, you know. So the whole club will mm. sort of feel that vibe, you know. Or when you're doing these premiere parties for like a HBO or something, you know, mm. you, they can see. Oh, the actors are all dancing, so we're all gonna dance. But at a big club, no one knows what the hell's going on, you yeah, know. And exactly. they're like. This sucks. No one's dancing. It's like okay in your little area, but there's like four thousand people here. Exactly. And, and and for me, even when I, I DJ big rooms, or you ever DJ like a bigger room and like your DJ booth is kind of off, so you can't really see the whole yeah. crowd. Like, but you have to be responsible for the whole crowd. Yes. Like I've always just tried to like look at a pocket of people, and if the pocket of people right here are dancing, or if this. Then I'm okay. Yes. Once these people stop, and then I, I know there's four thousand other yeah. people not dancing. Even right in now. a small spot, I'm like, if I find one table that's like partying, yeah. having a good time, I'm like, that's you guys are my off. baseline. Yeah, you guys base. are what I'm doing. I'm I, as long as you guys keep dancing, you're also sort of giving off the energy to the rest of the people. Exactly. So I'm gonna keep going with your guys' vibe. You and, know, and that's what it is. I have to find something. I have to find. Right. It could be a one girl dancing. I'm gonna watch you. One right girl. Now. Like, sometimes cool. I hone in on one person. And sometimes it has to be like that because it's just like some people, some like especially in LA, some crowds think that it's too cool to dance. Yes. They just want to just, oh, yeah. they just want to just mingle and just like, yeah, make it look like they're about to go dance or do a party because no one really dances in a club no more. Like, not especially really. here. Yeah, they don't do that no more. Yeah, but it's like, like Instagram moments. It is, <laughs> or it's just like I'm just too cool. Like, right. I I want a drink in my hand. I want to act like I'm about to go do a dance, but I'm not yeah. dancing. No, it's cool. Yeah. And DJs kind of get that main character syndrome sometimes where they think everyone's listening and looking at them and every single thing when in reality, most of the people there are looking to like hook up with each other or make a business deal. (laughs) Exactly. They didn't hear you, whatever you just did, or they're not looking at your shirt or whatever it is, you know? And like, that's true. true. We're so in ourselves so much that it's like, Oh my God, everything's the biggest deal. It's like probably the only person that's paying as much attention to you is another DJ there. Mm -hmm. Maybe probably not even they're trying to get a gig there or something. And I feel like you and me are very similar in the regard where it's just like, we just want want to do our thing like, like yes. you got me to dj just let me do my thing i'm over right. i don't i'm not trying to bring attention to myself i'm yeah. really not i'm really just trying to if my music allows you to come over here and, and right. say something to me that means i'm doing a good thing too yeah. but other than that leave me alone like yeah. just literally just leave right. me alone if like, you if you've had a conversation with me for more than three songs 
please stop. Like, yeah, please. I don't, you know, this is hard. <laughs> yeah, like, I, if I just looked at you and looked down and did a mix while we were talking yeah. and smiled again and said, that's crazy, that yeah. means let's stop. Yeah, please, <laughs> like, you know, this is hard. Like, Yeah, like, not that I don't want to talk to you, but, like, hit me up later and say, that was fun seeing you. Let's catch up or let's have lunch or I'll see you at the next spot or invite me out. But I'm literally trying to listen to the beats and please the club owner and do all the things at the same time. Like, and make you dance. Yes. And make sure you go get a drink yeah. at the bar, too. And, and you're telling me about a story from two 2005 or when you had a thing or something you know or like this one time like you know at band camp I'm yeah, just like, exactly <laughs> like you know my thing is you know other people and other like we don't bother the pilot you know as he's taking off <laughs> right like, i don't i can't i don't have power to hey yeah. uh by the way what you eat today like you can't do that right? yeah. you know what i'm saying so yo could you push that button on the right i want to see what it does <laughs> like, and i feel like people for some odd reason feel like they can do that to us because we're so close to them and it's just like you, yeah. you do know in any other profession you can people yeah. get kicked off of out of clubs or it is you know right I mean? you can't you can't go down and talk to a football player before he's about to play like you can't do that right. any other it's profession it's just can- a matter of concentration like mm-hmm. you're trying to work on stuff or set up a night or you're not the only person there like that was happening to me what was it saturday friday night i'm djing and and they, they go, off. oh, um, the one of the, you know, serve, bottle service service, she's like, oh, the, you know, this table, they're here. And uh, she, I think that the girl's saying it's the birthday and she wants to hear Drake, but I can't understand her. I was like, look, I play Drake here a lot and everywhere. Everybody does. So mm-hmm. I'll play it. Just tell her yes. And it'll come on. And she's like, okay, okay. So I, so that happens. Then I see the girl coming towards, towards me. towards you. She starts saying what we think is Drake. Like she, I couldn't understand her. Like she didn't like, I don't know. She couldn't speak very well or something. Mm. So she's keep saying this thing and I keep, and she's like, when, when, when I go soon, it's happening. And, and then, so, but then I tell the people from the club, I go, look, watch, I'm going to play Drake. What we all think, we all think she's saying Drake, right? Mm. I'm going to play Drake. She's going to come back over within 20 minutes with a pouty face and act like I didn't do whatever she wanted me to do. This happens. And then be annoying and Mm. all this. So I played two Drake songs within the like 20 minutes. She comes over with the pouty face, just like I thought and going with the shrug and the open eyebrows up and the, you didn't do what I wanted thing. And I go, what's up? And she goes, Drake. And I'm like, but she wasn't saying Drake is what it turned out. But she goes, Drake. And I go, I'm sorry, like I can't. I'm being overly nice too. Yeah. And I go, "What do you want to hear?" So she like holds her phone up. It's all in Russian, just like those Russian letters. Like I'm I don't dead. even know what Stop. it is. And then I kind of hear that she's saying like it sounds like Craig, not Drake. You know, it's like Craig. Craig. <laughs> it was the Russian Drake. Like I don't know, but she's like Craig, Craig, Craig. I'm like. No, like, yeah. I don't know what that is. And then she's like, what? Getting all upset. And then I had to get the security. The security comes over. You need my help. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, can you tell her Yo. we got to stop? You know, and then it just turned into this whole thing where it's like, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> like, I have two things. I'm going to tell you that maybe you can groove me. And it, what I, all right. So the first thing was this disrespectful. Um, I went to, I hate to say the club name because I don't want to, uh, but it's just like, I'm not going to be back there anytime soon. <laughs> That's how, there's a few clubs I've talked about where I'm like, I'm not getting booked again. You know what? Oh, <laughs> you could man. say it or you bleep it. All right. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, come on. Right, tell me after. This. All right, I will tell you after. But basically, this club, I'll just do a, a, as much as I can <laughs> so you know exactly what okay. I'm talking about. 
This club in San Diego. Okay. Okay. I, I already know. <laughs> probably you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's 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 not like a main club. It's like a members club. It's connected to a hotel. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Right. So this in particular night, I just went. I'm not even DJ. I just went to go show love to the DJ. Yeah. I'm not gonna say his name either. But this is probably the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen happen to a DJ in a booth and like nothing happened. Like like he didn't, he wasn't like taken care of. Yeah. And that's like the problem. So I'm chilling, minding my business behind the DJ, watching him. He's killing it. It's, everybody's in there having a good time. He is killing it, right? right. I guess um, there's a big table spender to the left of him. Okay. And spending a lot of money, spending a lot of money, or they must be a big spender in town. Right. Whatever. One of the guys, one of the guys tabled, whoever's table, one mm -hmm. of his guests comes to the DJ booth and tries to grab the mic. They say something like some drunk shit, obviously. Yeah. And he's just like, no, leave the mic alone. No, yeah. you can't talk. No, you can't talk on the mic. No, bro. Right. This because you're a big spender doesn't mean you have the right to make the do and make decisions. Yeah, why to would me. that be a good idea? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to me, right. As the DJ, he says, no. So the, he takes the mic back from the guy, he puts the mic back down. This guy, the guest takes his drink and throws it at the DJ. Whole drink, glass, all of that at him while he's DJing. I'm oh talking my about, god! Do you understand? Do you understand? I'm watching this happen. The glass piece of glass—that's like me. death. Hit other people. Can you imagine? That? <laughs> do you not know? Yo, do you not imagine? I'm watching what's going on. It's like I'm, I'm gonna smash the entire CDJ on. <laughs> yeah, and I'm getting so mad at the club. I'm like, wow. where is the where's security at? And like, mind you, security comes over and he's telling him, it's this person, it's this person. And security, because they know it's like a big spender, they're trying to figure out the best way to, to delegate this. And right. he's just like, get these motherfuckers out of here. Like, get them out now, bro. Like, if not, yeah. I'm, a, I'm not, I'm a, I'm just going to stop DJing. Right. Like, I just won't DJ anymore if you're not going to get them out of here. Yeah. And like, you know, time, it's like, it's taking longer for them to even, yeah. to the point where they kicked one person out and it wasn't the right person. This oh. is the actual person. It was like one of them situations. So the DJ just stopped the music. Middle of the set, stopped the music, closed it up. Yes. Security from the club down, the owner, the manager comes over. They kick the DJ out. Like he's the bad part. They kick, I'm talking about escort him out. Like he, like he just caused the fight. Like they I kicked him out they, and then because and the, he turned the music off. Yeah. And said, so I'm not what? Like he, what? they kick him out, bro. Oh my God. I got to know like, at the end. Bro, who they this kick, is. They, I know the club, I bet you, because yeah. I had couple of them some of the most disrespect i've had some of the most disrespectful stuff happen to me in san diego weirdly enough even back in the day but at this place that i think i know you're talking about yeah one last time i was there i was like i don't think i'll ever play here again after what happened to me uh from someone that worked there towards me and really? then at the end i called my booking agent i was like i'll never go back you mm -hmm. know if it's the same place you're thinking of but yeah it's so that's Bro, I interesting literally, I'm, <laughs> it matches up like imagine just being like a fly on a wall and watch this happen to, and like the DJ had no power. Like there's nobody protecting him. And it's just like the club is supposed to protect the DJ. Right. He's minding his business. It's almost like the quarterback of a team. Like the quarterback can't get hit blindsided. You're letting someone you can't run hit him on the this, field. Yeah. yeah. You can't hit this man in the, in right. the face Or like mask. in a basketball where people have the floor seats and then you yeah. see that sometimes, you know, and someone thinks they're so rich they could do something to the basketball player and then they're kicked you out. You can't kicked out. You can't even do it. Like the yeah. man bro, it threw a whole drink at him, bro. That's unreal. In the like, middle of his mix, bro. Like while he's like a whole drink came out, hit this man. Like what? And then the club don't kick them out right away. In a way, you wish it would have gone on the DJ equipment and just shorted it all out. <laughs> now, even now, think about that. Now you just got disrespected in the DJ booth. You're quick, like you got yeah. you, you potentially now just lost a gig. 
So you, did they just put the opener back on or something? I think they just put on like whatever, like Spotify. Like it was like one fifteen while right. this is going on. So you just only like thirty minutes left. Oh my god, thirty forty five minutes. Like you know what I mean? So they just put on some, some background music, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm walking out like I'm leaving this. Like, yeah, I'm leaving this. He's getting. He's leaving. I'm leaving. Like, yeah. Oh my god! And I just told myself I would never come back here. <laughs> I will never. I'll right. never step foot back in here. This is no. you letting people like this happen to your DJs. Are you serious? Right. There's no way for you to even like this. Like what, bro? Like it blew my mind. No, that's just wrong. Like, <laughs> right? That's like, just awful. It, it was like, like how could that what? happen? Yeah, that's 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 insane. No, and I, I've had that too, where I've I've shut off my thing, my computer, and yeah, music in the middle, and left. And I've done that too. They were really mad at me, and I was like, I'm never gonna come back here anyway. It's just, it's just a matter. It's respect at the end oh, of the day. Bro, it's the way I, people are talking to you or the actions that they're doing. I remember and, a host tried to kick my guest out from behind me. A host. Yeah. Not even a promoter, not even a manager. You're just the host of the night, bro. Right. You on the mic. <laughs> oh, wow. My name up there on the marquee. Yeah. You can't. What are you doing? Right. So, like, somehow him and security got together, got my people out. I just stopped the music. So, I'm not doing oh my this. God. And happened I, to me once. And too. I need my it, money. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on top of all of this. You know, I, I definitely had one time where I was on a stage and there were so many people. It was like boiler room style where mm-hmm. they let everybody up on there and people are annoying the shit out of me and I kept having to get them kicked out and they were just nobody. And I was so I was already on edge and annoyed and some guy comes up again saying something or trying to do something or tell me to turn it down. He goes, I'm the owner of the club. And I'm like, no, you're – and I didn't know who the owner was. I'd never met him. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm like – everyone's coming up here saying that I'm getting this huge argument with him. And they're like, that's the owner of the club. I'm like, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's been times I've been like that too. Like, I'm oh, still probably on bad terms with this person. I was like, I'm sorry. I, I honestly was trying to more like protect your club in a way. Like exactly. I was trying to make sure we were having a good time at the club, but that was a mistake on yeah. my, my part, I guess. And the, I didn't know I needed like a, like a shot, you know, a picture to know who's important or not. You know, that happens too now. Like, yeah. I've been, I've gone off on, on, like promoters and bookers before it is this this be it just be weird politics shit that just yeah. be happening sometimes as djs but even when like the requesting like if you come up to me with a request that might actually work in my mix i might actually listen to you yeah because it might be a song that i forgot about i like it yeah and it's like oh you know what? i'm on it but like i don't, will hear the request i just can't promise you i'm gonna play it exactly but don't come up to me ask for a request you get the song done and now you think you're you're right. my side psychic dj oh god that's I, annoying that's the worst like yeah. i've had I've, I've done a gig and a girl can you play some reggae to like some bad okay cool bad bunny i got you yeah i just do a whole reggae tone mix now 30 yeah. minutes 30 minutes we went in on on end on it right? <laughs> right i get out of it i'm doing some other stuff more reggae tone more yeah. i said no right <laughs> what do you mean no leave me alone now <laughs> after that after right. that, now you're getting kicked out the club like right. you were my psychic dj exactly you could have just been happy with you had, yeah you had your moment like, you ruined your now you're outside i know <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that I'm, I'm back home people? i'm back yeah. in my hotel room i'll see you later <laughs> out of here no people are yeah they're over the top i mean they're drinking but mm-hmm. it's it's too much it'd be a lot bro it's just like you know you could just stay at home and put on your aux cord for all of this right like, you didn't- is it that important to you or the people that go i know people hate when they do this and i don't want to be that guy i don't want to be are that, that guy girl. you are that i don't want to be that person <laughs> but and then they do it and then i'm even nice i go okay fine you are being that person but i'll do it for you and then 
they think like they are a genius and they're like, now you got to do this. Now you got to do that. Yeah, and they think they're the algorithm. Yeah. Now. <laughs> like yeah, what? Exactly. <laughs> you know, you can't suggest songs to me. Or now. they ask you for some weird thing and you're not going to do it. Then they act like whatever you're doing at that moment, they made that happen. Yeah, like, like, this guy's oh. like, you need to be playing Afro house right now. And I'm like, what even do you think that is? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like <laughs> or if like, if say I'm already in the mix, it's like, yo man, I know right. it's going to work. And like, yeah. how do you, how do you know? Cause I'm a DJ too. We're, okay. Yeah. So if you're a DJ, let me DJ. If, I'm, if you're a DJ too, you wouldn't yeah. be talking to me. <laughs> Come over here. <laughs> Sit down. How about you give me a drink? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got please. You. Give me give the me drink. drink. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Do Let that. me see your Instagram. Do you follow me? <laughs> <laughs> Do I follow you? Let's see. Do we have any mutuals? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. Let me check your mutuals. See, I, All right. I'll play I, one I, song I, I, I'm for listen, you. I'm a listener. You got some clout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's hard out there. Yeah. It's all good. Um, what about uh? I mean, we've been talking for a minute. You know, we can get out of here soon. But I'm I sorry, my bad. So some, no, I, I like I love talking it. DJ. This is the best. I like Me DJ. Too. We could go shop, for ten hours. Bet. Me too. Um, and well, I guess some stuff I don't want to. I want to cover that you've been working on that we didn't really go. Is you've been doing stuff in the fashion world oh, as yeah. well, right? For, uh, for sure. So I started. Um, I'm. I'm. All, I've always said that music and fashion go hand in hand. Obviously. Right. So I, I do some marketing and I run all events for a company called Purple Brand, and okay. probably one of the biggest. Gene companies in the country or in the yeah. world right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Killing huge. it. And um, I just kind of been handling a lot of all of their events and I do a little bit of marketing, just connecting them with certain celebrities or athletes that I'm connected to or influencers. Yeah. And for them, it's like, you know, a lot of times artists that I have relationships with might come into the office and they see me and it's just like, oh, okay, it's like a, a, a nice face. Same thing with the touring agency. It's just yeah. like they book an American act. A lot of times I might know the act or their managers. And then when they see me, it's just a familiar face to them. Right. And it helps get the job done. It helps make things go smoothly and helps get deals. Yeah. Done. Gives the company credibility. Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of how I'm trying to utilize my, my likeliness. Just yeah. to Start doing more things like that's that. Smart. So besides purple, I also own part of a uh, sustainable company. All we do is sustainable. Like, you know, we do pro necklaces, we do recycled t-shirts, oh, everything's, dope. you know what I mean? Everything is just kind of in that world too. So I'm just trying to have my hands on a little bit of everything yeah. and then tie music in back with it. So that's kind of what I've been doing the last, that's since, great. since the pandemic, honestly, this kind of, the pandemic opened my mind up to just to do a little bit more than just DJing. Like, right. Have my hands in a little bit more different markets that kind of help all with each other. So yeah. I can throw a nice purple event and book a, a DJ homie to go run that. And then we're also given opportunities. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like me and um, Phenom Edwin, like we started booking the DJs over at the W Hollywood and oh, okay. helping them out with their I've music texture. That. And yeah. that's just me and him getting together and just be like, Hey, what, what DJs can we give an opportunity to? Right. Like who wants that? Like he's like, bro, so many DJs will love it. And like, let's give them a residency then here. Like We just started booking out, the summer and then we're going to start doing it in the fall with them. So that's great. It's just trying to do more and, just, and then give back to the culture right back. Yeah. So yeah. And utilize your knowledge and notoriety and all of those things, mm -hmm. you know? So it's not just like you said, okay, where am I DJing this weekend? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and stuff like that. And I, I kind of, as we get older, you, you know, it's all about the transition and one thing I hated before the pandemic was I feel like I was kind of in that rat race where it was just like, I hate to say to use the word rat race, but you know what I mean. It's yeah, kind I of know like you, you hit you hit the guy up or you hit the talent booker up. Hey, what's your what's your schedule like? And obviously right. we have agents, but as DJs, we also like to book our own shits too. Yeah, because we have relationships with everybody. Right, and it's just like I felt like why am I? I don't want to do that. No yeah, more. I kind of want to throw my own events. Right, and once I started doing that, I just felt like I, I was taking back control more of my 
Excuse me, my career. Yeah. You know, it's just, a good way to brand. I mean, you're t- you're Tay James, right? You're you're DJ Tay James, but your party can help to show your brand in terms of the art, the the visuals, mm-hmm. the music part of it, you know, and and everything you want to represent as exactly. a DJ as well, and grow into and help book other parties like that, and mm-hmm. travel around. So I think branding is great. Is this a way for me to? Um I like booking the DJ now too because yeah. it's just like I, I can just give so many different like looks for people and it's right. like I like so many different types of DJs that I'm like complimenting my own style with someone else's style yeah and and and, and when you change the cities it makes it into a different party too so yeah I've been really liking this day hang situation. So That's great. It's been fun. Okay, bro. I'm definitely coming to one when I'm not driving to soccer <laughs> games. But. It looked dope. Thank you, know, you bro. Definitely cool. It, Even the pictures look cool, and you know the whole the whole vibe of it. Thank you, bro. I appreciate um, it. What about? Um, do you have any kind of other goals or upcoming things that you have your sight set on? I mean, you, we've already gone over so much. Yeah, You're doing so much. It's we, not like you need down. to, but. Uh, <laughs> Is there other things that we haven't listed? I mean, uh, I mean, things honestly, on the horizon besides the publishing company, I'm just trying to build. Like, I I want to find the balance of this, you know, building my career up in the music side and also using the DJing knowledge that I have to help with that side. So, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out that little in between balance, and that's, right. I feel like I, I am, and I feel like working on my own music is going to help me with that as well. Right. So. Besides working on my own singles, trying to sign new songwriters and song and producers, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And nice. And the publishing company. So yeah, what's the goal with that? Is to um, sign other artists that could work on different projects. You could help get them work. You could exactly license their stuff out. Well, essentially, it's just like I come across so many different up and coming songwriters and producers now. Yeah, and it's just like I wish I could give them an opportunity. Right. Or help or invest into their career as well. Yeah. Especially if I'm going to be putting so much work with them. Mm-hmm. How do we break bread together? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do how can I invest in you just like you're investing in me? And, yeah. And before I was coming across certain people and I just wouldn't have a situation to give them. And then they will go sign off another publishing company here. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? It's just like totally. I had opportunities that passed with really talented people that I wish if I just had the opportunity to sign the next person, I could sign this person or. Yes. And that's kind of where I'm at. And why not? Like, why not try to do that? Especially right. if I have time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have the connections to really help them, mm-hmm. you know, and if they have the talent and the drive and the right attitude and all that stuff. It's all about music, man. Music is the love. And yeah. I'm just trying to invest back into the music and to, the, to that. And once I feel like I treat the music side like how I treated the DJ side, it'll just all just kind of flow together. Yeah. And that's what I'm working on. That's dope. Yeah, bro. Do you have any um, kind of advice for up and coming DJs or people that are still trying to get up to another level? Or uh, I mean, I think they've got a lot of gems from this episode. But any other <laughs> any other standout things? First, buy know? buy the DJ a drink. Let's go start there. Let's, let's, like, oh, you know, that's a good like, good uh, <laughs> advice. Honestly, no, I'm joking, man. Honestly, just I've always said it, man. Just if you have an idea, just fight for that idea and. and put everything down on paper. I like to put things down on paper. I like to write out my goals. Yeah. And like you put it down on paper, then it's now it's out there in the universe. And then you can just post that up on your computer. You can post it up on your refrigerator and you just look at it. You can put it up on your mirror mm-hmm. in your, in your sink. I mean, in your bathroom sink area, yeah. you can just put it up in a constant reminder of what you want to do and what you want to get done. 
Yeah. And trust me, it's, I'm not the only person that does this. It's powerful people that do this. Right. So it's just the the, the power of an idea is yeah. very is very is very um important. And if you have an idea, just work towards it. You can do almost anything now. You have all the resources in front yeah. of you. If you want to be a songwriter, you can download a, a AI program, write some lyrics, and have the AI sing it for you and make a song. You can do that now. That's insane. But I'm just saying you can <laughs> do it now. Like so, it's like there's no excuse no more. That is true. Wow. That that's that's crazy. I mean, the way things are going with all the AI and the you, you know, know music I feel like technology. We're good. I think we're fine. You know why I feel like the DJ's fine because the AI can't change its mind. <laughs> it can't pick yeah. a song and be like, "Oh man, I don't want to do that last second. It can't right. do that." It, you know what I mean? Like, it, I it, think it literally cannot do that. So. Right? I think the AI. I mean, look, some things are unpredictable. There's things happening now I never would have thought of, and there's Facts. other things we talked about. But I think that it will be in our. I think the most successful way to use it, at least for the next few years, will be as a tool. A, an, an assistant. Yeah, yeah. It's like a tool. Like a tool, an assistant, and and. That's what we're already doing, even with Spotify or, or BeatSource or different things that can recommend mm-hmm. music. Okay, I'm utilizing that just to help a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Or the same way when I got mixed in key and I said, oh, I can do the key. I use that as another tool. Yeah. Everything is just another tool in your kind of arsenal, I guess, exactly. to, to do stuff. Um, and the AI, yeah, I mean, sure. I'm sure there's DJ programs that could mix stuff together and do all that. I've heard some pretty dope stuff. Same. But it's... There's just it's not the I same. Don't know. They're not a human. It's just different so not, far. <laughs> think about it. Think about the, the the last minute decisions you made in the middle of a mix. Yeah. Because like, like how how I was taught, probably just kind of how you were taught or similar. Always think like you know when we had vinyl, was think five records, ten records ahead. Yeah. That's kind of how I was taught. So you pick one record before we play that one. You have five or six already out, ready to go. Yeah. Now you have to prepare chart where you could put six records up there so right. imagine you making you're playing a song you're about to mix another one and like you're looking at the crowd like yeah i don't think this is the way to go you know what right. i mean like it's like so, so like true. these last second decisions and yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna play this first day i'm gonna play that right maybe it can get there by you know what i mean but it's gonna take a long time yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying like it's gonna take a long time for that to happen yeah i saw some crazy shit the other day like my friend sent me a video and it looked like 100% real like I could not tell it was a video game it was that unreal engine like that new it's some new thing they use I guess to make videos and video games mm-hmm. and stuff and it was insane like but then you see halfway through this car is burning and smoke is coming out of it then you see the editor come and they're editing the smoke but if I wouldn't have seen that I would have thought it was a real video so oh, you guys see me and this. he's like a designer and he mm-hmm. does all this stuff and he was like we're two years away from no one being able to tell the difference at all from a vid- a real video you know like you could be looking out the window and it, it looks that yeah. real i it's, mean they do it like cgi they do that already in movies it's, yeah it's crazy it's crazy i mean this was like so real so i'm like who knows what it's gonna be like in a couple of years or and the metaverse stuff you know in the met i think a lot of that stuff was popping off with the nfts in the metaverse and it was it got taken over by like scammers and mm-hmm. but some of that stuff is going to be here. Happen, there man. will be virtual gigs. And we were talking earlier about people that just do gigs for corporations and just internal. And there's a lot of virtual gigs still popping off. Yeah. And and that might even grow as the metaverse thing does grow in those headsets. And people can just put on glasses and, and be part of it. So I've done way more corporate events this year than I've done ever in, in 
Yeah, they're definitely coming back. Man, like, I don't mind it. Like, strong me either. It's, it's great yeah. money. And a lot cooler people are in charge of them now. So exactly. it's not so w- where the word corporate was bad before. Now it's not as bad. You know, no. it's like before it was like corporate. Oh, it's going to be, you can't do anything. Can't play a bad word. You got to wear a suit. You know, now, now it's like, like cool, cool people. On, yeah. yeah. And it's just like all kinds of companies and they just want to, you know, even just give their employees a good time or do a crazy party. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not mad at that either. I'm happy they're tapping back into that. Just uh, like, Hey, we can't just be, you, can't, you know what I mean? Before the corporate DJ was, remember the CDJs? Yeah. That were like together, the CD players that were just right. together. And you're just pushing like a button. And it's like the mixers, <laughs> like the little crossfaders. In the yeah. Middle. Those are, that's the, that's who got those gigs. Right. Got, like the DJ right. that got the school dance gig back yes. in the day. You remember. That's yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, now now it's cool. I mean, I think there's a, a newfound respect for DJing. And I think a lot of people were able to see it through the pandemic as well. Like, now you can watch DJing on YouTube and Twitch mm-hmm. and these different places where people that didn't go out are able to now see, oh, I see what's happening. And I see why this is a special, magical kind of thing yeah. that people gravitate I've been liking to. the Twix mix- the mixes and yeah. stuff like that. I've been tapping in. Yeah, this is dope. It's dope to see some of my favorite DJs just have their own, and they're killing it. And yeah, I'm I know so- some DJs that don't even care to do. They're making so much money off of Twitch. Like they're cool. Like they're fine. Totally. They have, yeah, they have, it's like they have their own club. Yeah, and then when they go do live events, like Scratch Bastard, Bastard's Barbecue, now he'll do it online, then he'll do it live, and yeah. then the people from online come, or Four Color Zach, or exactly. I was watching DJ Trey's on the way over here, you mm-hmm. know, and he's doing Boom Bap Mondays, yeah. and it's crazy, and there's different ways to, like, raise money for things if you want. and Badges. I like that. Yeah. I did like it. That's yeah. one thing I probably didn't do during the pandemic, because I, I was so... Dive, dive, like, I was diving deep into the A&R world, yeah. so, like, as I, I saw a lot of DJs do that... I got kind of stuck in just listening to music and trying to find the new trends. And I, yeah. I didn't have time to go do a mix online. I right. Like, I'm I think to... some, it was kind of like when we started this interview, you talked about Alizé on the radio yeah. and you being there, you know, I think some clubs did start doing that, you yeah. know, and they'd stream the club, you know, it was kind of mm-hmm. like the new version of that. I'm mad <laughs> at it, man. It's cool. Yeah. Like, it's all, it's all going to become more and more visual, visual, right. Digital, so yeah i support it right i mean everything's so all about some of these big acts i mean when you go see them i don't even know their music but i know their graphic of like yeah. the head that gets the thing and everybody goes crazy yeah. and they're all videoing oh. it and like, yeah you don't even like, know what song they're playing right now no there's certain acts that i think are bigger from their visuals mm-hmm. than even the music i don't even know what the music is or what they produce like people they come in there and it's like oh so what, what visual you're using today right what about my new single? Yeah. It's the lasers. <laughs> hey, man, I, I just downloaded TikTok. I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> you just got on? <laughs> I just got on. I'm so mad. Like I had an opportunity to get on like a couple years ago, and like my homegirl was working over there, and she was like, I'll get you a verified account. We'll put you up on all the whatever. Like We just no. need you. Like, this, this Why is it so hard for people from our generation or world to like go off because same my friend beginning of the pandemic yeah. like my friend he's a big a&r and he's success really successful and he's like i'm telling you just do those mashups you used to do and send me exactly on the screen like no one was doing it yet nobody and he was it was the beginning he's like just do that and you, it'll be big and i was like all right i'll try to work on it and then a couple of years go by, all these people blown up. And I'm, I'm like, damn, I should have done it. And it's still time, you know. This DJ's getting millions of hits, bro, off a controller. 
It's oh, crazy. a controller right now is sitting in front of their laptop like this, looking at the camera. I know. <laughs> oh my god, getting millions of hits, bro. Know. You it's know, like, some, but there's also people getting millions of hits from the pretending to be like a character, right? Yeah. They're like, hello, hello, yeah, yeah. hello. I saw that. Like, I someone saw needs to do the DJ version of that. <laughs> You're like, I play song, song, <laughs> song. <laughs> They're like scratching, scratching. Can you imagine <laughs> recording yourself acting like that? <laughs> no, no. That's why I said I can't. That's the reason why we can't do certain. I, I things. don't know. Yeah. That's the reason why we are like it's hard for us to open up ourselves. I like I have, I just hired like a social media content guy, oh nice. Michael, to help me just with little things. And I just yeah. told him, I'm like, listen, I'm gonna just do this thing, these things for you, and you just put them up. And I'm not like you're, however you see fit, right? And I'm t- like, I've told him, I'm like, bro, like I'm not, I'm I'm bringing down my vulnerability, bro. Like you know I mean, this is really yeah. a lot for me. So I'm just gonna do it, and I'm gonna let you put it up, and right. like, you tell me how how it's supposed to look. And as I started doing more with him, it's like, okay, I see how you do it. And like, it's a That's whole, interesting. It's a whole I, plan behind I it. I definitely need help on that front too. Like I like social media and I like posting. I like certain things, but then it's hard to, to I'm not good at the prep time that I need to yeah. make the reels and make the videos and post them consistently. And, and I know mm. what I need to do and I have like lists, but it's, it so would I, be beneficial to have someone like that. You I, know, I was doing all the YouTube, bro. I was a huge YouTuber, bro. Yeah. Like, I remember. I, did I mean, lot, I did we mad. know the DJ. Exactly. I had nine seasons and then. I started seeing it where it switched, where it became like full production shit. And I was just like, I'm doing this on a flip cam. I'm right. doing this on the photographers using his high end digital camera to help me film some shit. But I'm not ready for what these kids, these kids are already and oh, yeah. doing full production stuff, having right. scripts and stuff made. And it's just like, I'm doing all this live. <laughs> yeah. I'm making shit up on the fly. And it's just like, once I started to like, it's, I kind of low key got discouraged. I'm not going to lie. Like I got discouraged because it's just like, I can't, I don't know if I can compete Right, this type of form, like with this yeah. form, and you know what I mean. It's, and I feel like with TikTok, I was so used to Instagram. Instagram was just working for me. Everything I, I get, I got all the engagement I wanted out of that. Right. So TikTok is like, I was like, maybe I'm too old to learn a new app. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how to, you know what I mean, to learn. Like, and TikTok's like finding your angle and just yeah. doing it. TikTok's like the repetitive thing, and Instagram's like the like lifestyle thing or something. I don't know. How it became that, but whatever. that's cool. So the social media person, like what is their main task? So it's more so like for me is like, he's a, I'm he's like I'm so surprised you didn't have a TikTok. Like you, like you get a video hot on TikTok, Then you put it up on your Instagram later. Right. It's like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it helps build your community more. So yeah. it's like, he can almost gauge cause he knows the algorithm so well. He can gauge how many, how many views he can get you and how many followers you can get by just, you know what wow. I mean? So I, I, I started off with him on the, my day hang page just to help me build it. Uh-huh. I just, it's a brand new page. Help me build this and then take my page I have now and like figure out what my core audience is and how do I get to speak to them? Yeah. Essentially. And then That's cool. he's just been helping me out with that. Like That's pick, great. these pictures work. This is your angle right here. It's an angle you need to have to go yes. find out. And I didn't know all of none of this stuff. So, Right. Going through that, having him train me in that, and then like, so when I start shooting my own stuff, or if I'm on my iPhone, I know that my settings need to be on this setting. I know that I need to be in this. You know what I mean? Like, wow. I might need to hire him. <laughs> Come on now, he's cool. good dude. He does this for labels. He does this for other yeah. artists. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like it's hard. I and I have so much content just from this year alone, just mm-hmm. all recorded, just sitting there in my drive and in the cloud. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, I need to, I need to go through all this. It's a lot. It's all good. It's, yeah. it's just like building a crate. So yeah. I'm just trying to just be more open. That's dope. Everything, you That's know? great. Amazing. All right. Well, uh, thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you, you for taking the time and coming on here and, you know, 
teaching us uh <laughs> shit teaching each other right yeah <laughs> that's, that's yeah. what these conversations are about yeah and telling us stories and all that so yeah thank you and uh, thank i'll you, be bro. at the next day hang Pull and up. have fun in asia and all that stuff and thank you bro excited to see you know you and bieber back on the road at hey, some point i'm come see your floor room like i did last time <laughs> yes i he, won't be there and it's funny you don't you'd be like oh shit day what's up bro <laughs> like, hey what's up man i'm like oh shit <laughs> i'm happy when i see friends there because i'm just in the corner like i know how it is but you just be sitting there like man i need to get this done (laughs) yeah yeah i'm just like i'm like i'm happy to see you and it's a funny booth because there's nowhere really to hang out by it really you gotta you have to be on one side and that's kind of uncomfortable then you have to be on the other side only only it's only in front you only can really be like hey what's up i know but then people start packing it in it's like all crazy but but i have fun there i'm there kind of every week uh ish We'll see. I don't know about this week. Halloween. Oh, they mm. actually have Kate Renata there this Saturday, which be fun. is pretty dope. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I think it's their first uh, guest they've ever had or something. Got you. So they, they were saying, I think it's Kaz James Friday and Kate Renata Saturday. It's like some Halloween, you know, Tau Group's doing some mm. crazy Halloween thing at all their, all their spots. All their spots. Yeah, that makes sense. Each one has their- They need to make town to a club. Stop playing. Well, they're doing that on, I think, Tyga, and that's the Halloween or the mm. 28th or something. But, yeah, exactly. Like, it's so huge. That would yeah. be so dope. That's one thing. But LA's weird with clubs right now. I they mean, are. you know, there's no all the big, all the cities big, are. Like, the big major ones. There used to be a big room club. There's no, there isn't one, is there? Yeah, I, I mean, there. it's a rave. It's like Exchange or Academy, but there's the not biggest, one for a club club, like bottle service. The biggest one is Nightingale. And I think oh, like, yeah. they just sold a Zook. So it's just like. They did? Yeah, they just sold oh, So that'll be Zook yeah. LA. So they're doing Zook Tokyo, Zook LA, and it's going to be Nightingale. Yeah. Well, that, they took over Nightingale. So I think they partnered with SBEI already did it. Oh, but, so they're already slowly. Yeah, I saw, I saw like promotion for it already. Okay. So, but yo, what was uh, yeah. my house and my studio? What my was house that? was. Uh, my house and my studio, those were fun. I mean, I, heard but, anywhere. I never. That's like the area that I missed. So oh, what, really? Like, what, what area was that? Uh, it used to be like Garden of Eden back in the day, but it's on the corner of um, uh, La Brea and um, Hollywood. Okay, it's like you wouldn't even know there was a club there, but like right, if you were coming up La Brea and you were about to go right on Hollywood, it'd be on your right hand side on La Brea, and it was that was my house, and then my studio was like a few blocks up, like by Las Palmas. And it used to be called uh, Mood or something, and then okay. they turned it into that. But that was uh, that was a Quera. Yeah, yeah. There was, I mean, definitely. Back in, uh, back in the day, was so many clubs here. But I used to love it. so many clubs, Never and yeah, it. I used to do every Wednesday at Area, and it was like kind of a small spot. I mean, this is way back in the day. Like they were like this woman, you know, Lady Gaga wants to perform. She's a new per. She has a new song. It was like the cool beginnings name. of all that. And cool then name. I remember they they shut down area and they turned it into, I think there was something before Nightingale. It was Greystone Manor. Yeah, Greystone Manor. And that was, they shut down area and then they dug way down in the ground and they made it bigger by like digging in the ground somehow. Like, and then like making it taller and cause it was just this flat, long club that was fun. You know, what is the Boulevard club? You know, my first time coming to LA. Boulevard used to be the Ho- athletic, Hollywood athletic. athletic Club. Yeah. When I tell you, that, used, that was my first club I ever went to in LA. Yeah. And I, I went to a Halloween party there. It was insane, bro. 
Right. Like no one executes this space. Still. I know. It's still like a great space yeah. to throw a I do, party. I do private events there. Like, yeah. like private. Get, yeah. But, it, uh, but no clubs. It yeah. used to be like, that was before Warwick. That was like the, that used to be a club yeah. there. Right. It's actually a nice spot. Oh yeah, Lore. And Lore used to be Cabana Club. It's mm. crazy. I mean, this whole used to be conversation is funny because at the end of the night at Flow Room or somewhere, I'll hear all the servers and people like, where's the after hours? We're going to Spanky's. We're going here. We're going there. And I'm like, Oh, I used to do after hours, like called this. And I'm like, it was in 2012. Everybody looks and at you she looks at me, she's like, I was 12. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> We're actually 12. That actually yeah, makes sense. Because she's 22. <laughs> yeah, like, it actually, and it's 2023. So yeah, like you actually were 12. 12. Yeah, you were 12. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I was like, holy shit. And I go, actually, I was doing ones in 2006 and seven. And they're like, I was four you know <laughs> that's when you'd be like you know i'm packing my bag i'm like i'm gonna go home <laughs> back of my bag I'm like i'm driving my kid to soccer practice in the morning and that's why you're 22 and i'm not <laughs> but yeah it's uh i know we, I we've been it. around i love it though you know but it all it all leads into our experiences and and like we're talking about this whole episode finding new opportunities for ourselves and new Got ways to. to keep parlaying this into new things you know we doing this to, podcast bro. and all that you know no, working with congrats brands. to you bro you've been killing it i love Thanks. it man. i love seeing this too and thank you i love giving it. a space for djs is to be themselves and to talk and yeah like it's you know, giving them more, more identity. I think that's great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Give, yeah, exactly. You get to hear, hear people's real personality and, um, hear crazy stories, but also learn a lot mm. and, um, be exposed to different people you wouldn't have, or, you know, understand exactly. the workings of, of everything. Like even last week, having that manager on getting all these texts all week, like, thank you for asking all these questions. That stuff I always wanted to know. And I'm like, mm. that's why I asked it. I was trying to tap into what you would want to know or what I want to know, you mm. know? So try to genuinely speak about it on here you know that's right there's a lot of dj podcasts too so try to be different you know let everyone have their their angle <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you're one of the first though that's why uh, like yeah you. well i mean i gotta give props to road you know oh, they, sure. they've been doing it and they're road. they're classic they're hilarious and good guys yeah, yeah amazing but yeah try to try to do it like that all right well yo thank you let's thank you, uh, we'll get out of here and uh i'll see you out there easy thank okay. you so much peace Yes, thank you to DJ Tay James for coming on the show. So much fun getting to catch up with him and hang with him in person, hear about all the stuff he's been working on and all the stuff he has coming up. Um, I got a lot out of this. I think I need to hire a social media person. That's something I learned out of this. Uh, <laughs> no, he, his social media game is crazy. So go go check all his stuff. Um, DJ Tay James, everywhere you look. And thank you guys for always checking our stuff, BeatSource. The 20 Podcast, we are here for you week after week, and I love doing this podcast for you guys, and I love the support we're always getting. The 20 Podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.